Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me as always, got Austin, Johnny, What's up? Wow, and Brian. And nothing, Brian. Uh, or did you? Well, did the I LB cover Austin there? So okay, yeah, and and Brian. Um, so uh, this is episode one ninety nine, guys. Oh my god, that's a lot. We've almost hit the big two zero. What do we do for oh. uh, <laughs> Big 2 Oh, I don't know. We should probably think of things to do for the 200th episode. Uh, but we still got some stuff to talk about this week. Uh, it was kind of a lighter week. So uh, a lot of the stuff that we'll be talking about, um, not as, in, I guess, not as impactful stuff. But we're going to also talk a little bit about what we've personally been playing what's been going yeah. on. We're also, uh, we're not going to talk about the firm that we pulled in to make sure that our internal team is uh, doing its best. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to unionize or anything over here. Yep. Yeah. We hired the same organization that Blizzard's using because their their PR has been great lately. Well, if it no works, problems. it works. Independent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Amazon's still doing great. Yeah. No evil foods. Does everyone got their bottle to piss in? I've um, been pissing this whole time. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, let's get this show on the road then. Um, if you guys get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc check out all the top news and video game stuff you can check out uh our monthly uh games releasing and freebies uh that was uh both johnny and austin right Last i week? think so i think so yeah i yeah, might have yeah. been there you might have been there okay you've been kind of zoning in and out today uh but go <laughs> check out that it's separate down um separate podcast um releases monthly um, we appreciate the likes, comments, and shares over there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, I, I threw it up here. I, I, I kind of do sometimes. Sometimes I don't. But uh, Epic Game Store, you can pick up a Plague's Tale. Um, and um, is it Minute? Yeah, Minute's Minute. really good. I completely forgot to grab the Epic Game, so thank you for reminding me. Um, yeah. Minute is really, really good. Yeah, they've given away a minute before, so I, I I mean it was still on there, but I was like, okay, cool. Just giving everyone a good chance to pick that up. Um, because, you know, definitely not the first time we talked about it. And I, I paid uh, for that game and I absolutely people loved like it. it. For sure, for sure. Um, but we'll start the show just by talking about some of the things we've been playing. So um, to pick order, let's roll initiative. <laughs> Okay, Brian. Do I have anything that can make a noise? Hold on. Do you have anything that can make a dice noise? I have a dice one nearby. It's going to be great for the audio. It's a great sound. That was a good sound. Love to hear it. So 14. In case anybody was curious. 14. That's how old I am mentally. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, Brian, you have a a plus to your initiative anyway, so you can go first. (laughs) All right. You had the initiative to have a die. So That's a great point. I guess that's a one. Critical fail. <laughs> so a bit, probably a week late because this was last weekend that this transpired, but I got to take part in the Halo Infinite uh, tech preview. Um, this was the first of what they're going to do, several of these leading into the actual launch for Halo Infinite's uh, multiplayer. And in order to be a part of it, they have instructions on the, I believe it's their waypoint uh, website, 
where basically you just register your email and then make sure that you have um, promotions turned on to be able to part of it. And then I can only speak for on um, Xbox users because I played this on an Xbox One X, but something to help you out um, with, if you do get the invite to it is to have Xbox Insider downloaded to your console already, and then that will prompt mm -hmm. you to download the Halo Insider app, which is where they hosted the actual uh, tech preview on. You would boot that up and then play it there. But um, and is that the way they're doing going forward as well? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to imagine that is probably what they will do. Is that um, just to keep things simple? Is that they'll uh, they'll just run it through that app because it's not really like a game app i think that's just where they host like all their insider preview programs with mm -hmm. okay so it's probably a good thing to have if you're you know into you know if, if you're into the um like universe if you know there's yeah. some it, that, that's where you're gonna play it so exactly it's probably yeah. something good to have anyway well the reason why i bring it up is because it launched on like last thursday night and basically everyone who had gotten the email was just kind of like waiting on twitter and stuff like that like when when does it go live because they didn't say a time and then uh we throughout the night got emails saying like okay it's live but like with anything that launches on the internet a bunch of people trying to access the same website at the same exact time doesn't go it quite hits well. Crash, should he crash? Yeah. Yeah. So I end Don't up waiting until Friday morning to be able to um, actually follow through with the instructions and be able to do that. So I figured I'd give that advice out there onto the ether so that way anybody who wants to do this in the future for future flights can have that kind of set up and ready to go with those kinds of expectations. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's a little more clean. I mean, I'm glad they're doing these so early. Oh. Um, after hearing your, kind of your experiences just through, you know, yeah. our back and forth. Well, um, the build that they yeah. did was um, a build that was two months old. So it's not even okay. their most current build that they have here. And, like, what they had available to play was only just a couple of different modes, where it was you had your multiplayer mode, which was... Um, Spark, well, is people versus um, AI, and this lasted for over three different days. And as each day progressed, they s increased the uh, difficulty for the bots that you fought against with each individual day. I believe it was mm. like the first day was Marine level, second day was ODST level, final day was Spartan level. So easy, medium, That's hard, and yeah, makes sense like the differences between like ODST and Spartan level was like slightly noticeable but it it was pretty um like it was challenging but still fun and it definitely had a lot of very like real player tactics that they would use a lot of the um crouch strafe run and gun kind of stuff that they had going on that usually you see kind of more with like human you know just actual real people do so they were pretty good about it and then the other mode that they had was where it was kind of like a, a like a um, a firing range mode where you could go and you could just test out different weapons that you would find in the multiplayer game to get like a handle and feel on that kind of stuff and there would be like three different 
challenge difficulties for the training fire um basically like first tier you just had ai just standing in place and you had to take out targets within a certain amount of time second level they're kind of moving around third level they're moving around ducking that kind of thing and that was kind of cool because like some of the guns are new and definitely take a little bit to get a feel for especially things like um the new commando rifle which was kind of one of the lower down points i thought it was it, it i'm not quite sure what the purpose of that rifle is to be honest I, I feel like it's probably more of a pve weapon than a pvp because it kicks and spreads like a mule but yet it acts like it's supposed to have a high impact to it but it still felt like the assault rifle that you start off with was the better weapon of choice to go for and hmm. okay so maybe something that they need to tweak like that they that they may t- may tweak the effects yeah but like the other weapons were good and basically if all you could ever really get is the basic weapons that you start off with the assault rifle and the pistol you're good for most for the majority of the game because they it it had the feel of like halo 4 and halo reach um for the assault rifle and then for the pistol they kind of took it back to halo 2 where there was more um higher um higher firing rate but slightly less damage um but all the weapons have um a tactical zoom to them like that like the what they added in halo 5 just different variations and degrees depending on the weapon uh is is that that tactical rifle you're talking about is that um the one that we see here on the live stream that has the like little hollow scope on it Yep, that would be the one um okay it has like um just a regular uh magazine to it not the bullpup like you see with the assault rifle um that one was a little bit difficult for me to try to get a feel for in the actual game so i just ended up just sticking with the uh, assault rifle and pistol combinations and it seems like it's more of a um like a semi-automatic like as fast as you can squeeze the trigger it's uh, it's actually kind of an automatic but interesting i tried it using a it like a then. semi-auto because it's a slower fire rate but i don't know I, it's one that i'll definitely have to try to get used to um <laughs> for sure other noteworthy weapons was like there was a new heavy weapon called a spiker which basically shoots this massive brutal spike into it it feels more like an anti-vehicle weapon and i think in the trailer you see that being used to take out uh a warthog um they yeah combined early on early on in this uh video we're watching the live stream you saw someone use it and uh, on another person which was pretty crazy yeah um yeah and, and that that was that was interesting uh, it was like definitely a one-shot kill <laughs> yeah it 100 percent is that it's hard to get that one shot because you have to be really accurate with it and it doesn't have much of a zoom to it but if you mm-hmm. can hit that on a person it's pretty much an instant kill um oh yeah then some of the covenant weapons uh were back like the needler um but they also kind of combined a couple of them to make a new weapon, like the burst, uh, Covenant Burst Rifle. I believe it's the Burst Rifle or Plasma Burst. Um, where basically it's like the Plasma Rifle meets the Carbine, but it's a three-round burst. 
So is that the one that, sh- that was shooting the red, the red beam kind of, or the red projectiles? No, that was a different one. That was another heavy weapon. Um, where it's kind of like a, uh, it's an AOE type of weapon where you're basically firing um, balls of ins- like napalm onto the ground, and you're and it would like burn the area around you. Um, That's cool. Yeah, That's it, it was. It's pretty cool. It is. It definitely helps, like, if you want to, like, keep an area clear or something like that, that weapon helps out a lot. And that kind of goes into, like, the feel of just the overall gameplay with this. It, They're definitely creating it where, depending on the weapons you pick up, you have different roles for um, what you want to do with the team. You can be just with your standard defaults and, you know, get into your random firefights, but like in typical classic Halo fashion, um, all any other weapon is on the field and up for grab for either team to have. If you pick mm-hmm. it up, you're a target, but you're also going to do work with it too. So it's high risk, high reward depending on it. And it also will require for you to have a good knowledge of the map, which are both things that I really have always enjoyed about the Halo franchises. Um, you start out on essentially an even playing field and then depending mm-hmm. on how good you are and how much you know about what you're getting into kind of sets you apart from like the rest um i'm trying to think like what else and that also goes with the equipment as well so they removed some of the abilities from halo 5 like the um the thruster pack stuff so you no longer hover in the middle of the air if you're mid jump trying to zoom down sight and there's no spartan slam ability anymore but um all all the equipment now is on the field similar to like how it was in halo 3 but it's not as like big drastic stuff you have uh, most notably the the uh the grapple hook where you can basically just zoom across the map with that thing you can grab weapons with that and bring them to you um, you can grab objects and bring them to you. I think you can even... I, I saw a clip on Reddit of someone using it to try to get the gravity hammer, but instead they hit their teammate and pulled them over the edge of a cliff while they were mid-jump <laughs> and accidentally <laughs> betrayed their teammate that way. So I believe you can also either do that to bring people to you or you two people, and then you can go in for like a melee hit. Uh, other equipment items was deployable cover that um, would have sections that would degrade as you would uh, um, you know fire into them and it was a one-way deployable cover so whoever's saying on the one side you could shoot forward but whoever's shooting at you would have to break down whatever section that they were firing at mm-hmm. and then another piece of equipment was like a sensor array where you could shoot it and it would stick to any surface, and then it would have this sphere of um, highlighting any uh, enemy players that would pass through in its uh, surveillance sphere. So that was um, okay. kind of a really useful one for team play. Um, but yeah, it was that was essentially all that they had as far as modes that were able to be played was just the um, team versus bots, and then the... Uh, um, the test fire range. They did open up a player versus player um, mode 
but only for like an hour and a half and unfortunately I wasn't able to take part in that but impressions I've heard from others is that it was really good and it just it felt like it felt like classic Halo but brought up to modern specifications um, nice and that that was something that uh, was also a big takeaway is that this felt like they took everything that has been learned successful about first person shooters and have used it to update uh, Halo into like the modern age I told Jay that like the controller layout is essentially the exact same layout as Call of Duty so sprint is the same as Call of Duty melee is the same as Call of Duty crouch all that stuff so anybody who's used to Call of Duty controls they could jump into Halo and the only thing you would have to really kind of learn is the style of which um, of just what separates Halo from like Call of Duty and the differences in how mm-hmm. you approach enemies and stuff like that um that's probably a, that's probably a really smart move yeah um you know it th- that's what um you know call of duty does right like their gunplay and, and and their um like very very clean um like button layout mechanics yeah so, you know. they that is something that i always applaud um the call of duty developers with is that they've mastered first-person shooter mechanics and it's the reason why so yep. many people uh just they co- end up just copying it because it just works so well and then it's just right. slight iterations from that point forward yeah it's like if, like from a consumer standpoint it's like a, uh like a comfort food exactly yeah yep, you are exactly right on that um trying to think of some of the other things um <laughs> From looking Did they have at a lot of the, different um, uh, like maps, other uh, or were there customization just like options, two or three they stat. are definitely emphasizing on creating your Spartan to be your Spartan. Um, all of the battle pass reward systems are just trying to enhance your Spartan to make it your, truly your own. One thing that was a little bit weird, but it was I, I could see why they would do it um, just to kind of make it easier for them to process this stuff but in past games you could basically do any combination of color scheme for your Spartan uh, based on different uh, gradients that you would just pick like mm-hmm. I want this shade of blue for a secondary I want this shade of green for my primary and then you're good yeah. now in this one it's more similar to kind of how Destiny has shaders to their armor, only you, they're not consumables. It's just you apply the shader, shader to your armor. So you start off with all the basic monocolored schemes that you have. You're you know, all red, all blue, all tan, that kind of deal. And then you can unlock uh, different, tier, or different color schemes. Like the one that I ultimately ended up getting reminded me of uh, Mass Effect N7 armor where my right arm was red mm. and I had a red stripe on my helmet but the rest of me was like a steel black and that was something that I kind of enjoyed just because of how much of a Mass Effect nerd I am too yeah. um, and that's something that I see that they'll get really creative with with um, battle pass rewards uh, in the future and that was something that you could also kind of preview in this tech preview was they 
allowed you to unlock stuff through the battle pass reward system they had daily and weekly challenges that you could complete to help with that they had the store available too and they gave you just points and they said in their um, briefing that nothing is going to carry with you spend everything on whatever it is you want in the store so that way they could also kind of test that stuff out as well cool yeah so it sounds like they had a pretty good test in did they say anything about new uh like about upcoming events or is it just kind of up in the air right now there's nothing that i'm aware of as far as a time of which they're going to do future they've only said that they're going to do multiple more test flights in the future and that's it but as far as how many and when that will be they haven't said and i think it'll probably be more on the basis of when they're ready and not so much on a time schedule because mm -hmm. when they did the invites for this tech preview uh, it was just all of a sudden everyone was getting emails about this. There wasn't really an announcement, or at least not that I remember. There was an announcement saying that, hey, we're doing the tech preview this weekend. It was, the announcement was the email invite. Okay. Okay, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. It's kind of like a surprise. All right. Uh, anything else about it? Uh, anything else noteworthy? Honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. It... It just, it, like I said before, it has that classic Halo feel, but it's modernized. And I, I'm really excited to, for both future tech previews, where they will say that they will expand the amount of people that will be able to attend it, so that way they can probably test their server loads and that kind of deal. But also mm -hmm. for the full launch game, it just has me really excited to see what they have in store for the future because I think I think they're making a lot of the right calls, especially by making it the multiplayer free-to-play. So if you have an Xbox or you have a gaming PC, you can play it, and you can play it with anybody on either of those uh, setups. Um, Cross-play yeah. is going to be available. And then the fact that things like the Battle Pass, I have to compliment them on this approach that they're kind of doing the no you know fear of missing out um, mm -hmm. routine where if you buy it you have it forever it doesn't end when the season ends um, it's just you you buy the pass and then you unlock stuff when you you know say you're gone for a month or you can't play for a month it doesn't mean that you get to miss out on the content that's there nice all right cool cool yeah i guess we'll definitely be hearing more about that um johnny what about you i have uh been playing one of the newest like hottest titles so uh, oh, yeah. of course. I know playing something like halo infinite is uh is way up there but i somehow managed to to get even fresher um, what i'm actually doing is playing through the final fantasy pixel series remasters um hell so yeah i I've been looking forward to them forever. I picked them all up like day one, well pre day one. I picked them all up forever ago. I pre ordered the bundle. Um, absolutely love it so far. Um, lots of big quality of life enhancements have happened. Um, I already played through all of Final Fantasy one on stream. Um, a couple little things here and there changed from the original games and from the other remasters that have or the other ports that have come out since then, but. 
I don't know, a lot of people were complaining that, oh, there's no bonus dungeons that we had in the later versions of the games, or just dumb little things that people were complaining about. Um, but I'm having a complete blast with them. Um, like I said, I played through all of Final Fantasy 1 um, on on stream. I'm doing the same thing with Final Fantasy 2 right now. Um, it's It takes a little getting used to, but quality of life enhancements are amazing. Um, there's auto battle. You can mm-hmm. move like petty things like diagonal movement are really really neat um i want to say the biggest win of all of it though is the music the the new remastered music for these games is absolutely phenomenal i have uh i have actually pulled up some of the songs just on um on youtube and then actually just playing the media player even the game has a built-in media player like for it so you can go from the main menu and just listen to music if you want to um it's it's really good some of the only big complaints that are there everyone's complaining about obviously the fact they're not on console right now grow up it's happening (laughs) deal with it you can play them on mobile you can play them on pc those are the two most accessible platforms in the world so the fact that people are overly entitled and crying that they can't have it on Switch right now is just I mean like what's the what, what's the I can't have it on Switch do you have a smartphone? Yeah, that's exactly. just it. Okay, everyone cool. Is so against everyone just is checking. so against smartphone gaming still. People are <clears throat> look and and the thing is like one of the biggest issues that this version of the game has the Pixel series has is the font um, the default English font uh, on the U.S. release is really narrow, so it leaves a lot mm-hmm. of extra space um, in the text windows, but it, it also doesn't really aesthetically fit with everything else. There are yeah. already fixes out there for that, though. Um, yeah. As easy as going to the source file and copying a couple different files around, you can take the Japanese text file and retitle it as the English text file and then have better font immediately from <laughs> that. <laughs> meaning that it's there it's just that by default we got the ugly version that's kind of um, implemented weird yeah, and it's not that it's even the worst like it's it's not a game breaker at all but that has actually showed me something that small is that it's very easy to redo the font your own way um, mm-hmm. I have been playing with like a pixel art font for a while um, having a lot of fun with that but really for old games like this um, they didn't really they didn't make major changes to the difficulty Um, they renamed some stuff some of the abilities that were broken in previous versions of the game are fixed now so they do work properly Hmm. like some of your weapons like the Werebuster and um, just different weapons that were meant to take advantage of enemy weaknesses in the original Final Fantasy they didn't work they were just like oh cool this sword is this strong that's it it wasn't a matter of this sword does more damage against this kind of enemy. Um, now that properly works. Underwear buster, am I right? Dude, it's it it's stupid, stupid <laughs> good though. Like I did not want to stop playing the first one, even though that was the first game I played on stream was the original Final Fantasy one. Um, I played through all of it. I started Final Fantasy two, which is known mm. to get a lot of hate from a lot of people. For some yeah. different things, namely the level up system in it. You know, you don't get experience, you don't level up. Um, instead, your weapons and your abilities grow as you use them. So in Final Fantasy 2, you can take, you know, any character and make them good at anything. So what I do is I 
take one character and make him just barehanded punch everything for the first chunk <laughs> of the game. And by the time, like, I'm, I'm one boss in, and I'm punching things for, like, 900 damage. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's like, I, I like to imagine, though, that by the end of the game, that character's fists are going to be so, like, calloused and swollen <laughs> and hard. It's just a wrist. Like, he doesn't even have a, a hand anymore. It's not yeah, club like, The hands foot, don't even open arm. anymore. He can't hold anything. He's got, like, a G.I. Joe fist going on permanently. <laughs> um, it's really, it, it's a lot of fun, though. Um, other small quality life nice. improvements, aside from, like, small things like diagonal movement are weird, but they help. Um, they help make the slog of going between point A to point B a little bit easier. Um, in Final Fantasy 2, when you finish up a, a battle now, it's not a mystery as to how much your stats are increasing. So if you're fighting weak enemies and just using the same weapons on them over and over, you're obviously not going to get better. You need to fight stronger enemies to get better, and I like that idea. Um, what I also like is there's like a post-battle... Um, like recap that happens in Final Fantasy 2 so if you win your it lets you know how much your strength has gone up or how much your um, oh, sword cool. skills or axe skills depending on your weapon have gone up Yeah. Um, I'm actually really excited to plow through Final Fantasy 2 because you can do it very quickly, I want to get to Final Fantasy 3 because we've never had a, a 2D version of Final Fantasy 3 in America until now for sure but yeah I was it, checking out the bundle uh, the bundle costs. Looks like you can pick up the um, first two games. Looks like they're eleven ninety nine a piece. Uh, but if you want all of them, you know they all have varying prices. Uh, they jump from eleven ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine, buying them separate. Or yeah, and, you can and pick right up the now, bundle. a few of them are still on sale. Um, at least I think yeah. the first ones are. There's like that twenty percent off for new release sale. Yep, I think one and two. Um, are on sale. If you want to pick up the whole bundle, it looks like it's seventy five, which you're yeah. also getting twenty two percent off if you buy the bundle. Three three is on sale too. It's just that it's like a more expensive game. Um, I actually got almost upset. Um, Green Man Gaming had a deal where they were even cheaper. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I was actually so excited to be playing through Final Fantasy one again, and had a friend of mine drop into my Twitch stream while I was playing, and said that he had never played any of the older ones because he couldn't get into them and couldn't finish them. Um, so he kept getting bored with them whenever he'd try it. Mm. But the quality of life improvements and the music changes especially made him really want to try Final Fantasy 1 again. So I gifted it to him on Steam. I was like, uh, yeah, here's a copy. Go play it. Nice. Um, nice. Also, that just, I'm kind of interested in the as far as like the mobile aspect of it so that way when, say, I'm flying to like Ohio or something like that, Mm -hmm. I can fl play this while I'm on the airplane or something. And Dude, it would be just, the first time I would I'd just, be going through. If I bought them on ones. mobile, I would just put headphones in and listen to the music the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to play it so good. Um, and from what I've seen on the mobile version, my, the biggest gripe is going to be that you can't really edit the font, but it's not going to matter that much on your phone. Um, the touch controls don't look that bad. Um, okay. they, they really don't look like they're that terrible. Uh, I, I strongly recommend anyone that has wanted to get into the Final Fantasy games that hadn't had a chance to before, especially the earlier ones, to try these out. Um, the big thing about Final Fantasies 1 through 6 being the ones getting the pixel treatment is they all stand out for different reasons. Um, Final Fantasy 1 still has its classic D&D-inspired spellcasting system, mm -hmm. so you don't have MP right. like you used to in other games. You know, Final Fantasies 1 and 3 both use the standard, like, so many casts per level. Okay. 
So if you have um, one thing that's weird though is Final Fantasy One added ethers and added Phoenix Downs. Those were not in the original game. So yeah. because of those, it did get kind of easier for me late game because I wasn't I didn't spend money on the high end spells of like rays because I didn't need it. I bought some Phoenix Downs. Realistically, I think my characters only I think I only ever had a character die in battle like twice, but I revived them before the battle ended because I'm weird. And every time I play Final Fantasy One, my characters have to always be exactly even on their experience growth. Yeah, you don't want to ha- end up with one guy really weak on your team, for sure. I, don't, I do. I didn't want one guy to be one battle weaker on my team. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if, if if they got to a point where I didn't have a, an item to revive somebody, and one of my characters died, I ran from the battle and went straight to town to revive them. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I played with a. You know, Final Fantasy One. You get to pick your from your six classes. So you have um, red mage, black mage, white mage, um, fighter, thief, and uh, monk. And you get to pick those. You know, pick four of them. Go through the whole game with it. They level up eventually and become the next like their advanced classes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really cool. There's like a CRT style filter. Um, which is shown on screen right now on Final Fantasy 3 where it gives you like the old school like scan lines on the screen. Yep. Final Fantasy 3 was the first game that introduced the job class system. So is, the fact that it, you're Isn't that weird though that we're like, oh, let's just put a like a filter on it so it looks like the old like yeah. <laughs> Like we fought that. so hard to get away from it and now everyone's like Well, that's you know, yeah, it is funny to it. see the the like trend where like everything was like okay make remake it and make it 3d because 3d looks cooler and then yeah we're going back now and saying hey you know what make it look like it's on a crt tv that was <laughs> you know nine inches across diagonally and weighed 400 pounds well i think and that part fell of off just like the... in stand 10 times but still <laughs> yeah. works well i think part of it is just like partially trying to cater to the nostalgia trip and then the other part of it is yep. that if you stylize it in a specific way rather than try to go photoreal or 3D or something, you're mm-hmm. going to get a much longer lifespan out of it, too. Right. Yeah, pixel art is the thing that's aged so, so well. Like, I can yeah. always go back and, and play and appreciate the first six Final Fantasy games. I have a hard time going back and appreciating 7, 8, and 9, and even, like, 10. Like, I have a hard time appreciating the, the 3D ones because they haven't aged as well as what we currently have but pixel mm-hmm. art is never going to age poorly because it just it can't well it's never going to age at all yeah, yeah it's, it's reached it's, its final yeah, stage it's yeah. final that form a, yeah. It's, yeah it's there it's not going to go anywhere it's kind of like the argument of like hand-drawn animation versus 3d animation eventually mm-hmm. that 3d is going to you know age and really show it well, i'm thinking of like if you ever look back on like the 3d series that were in uh, the 90s like Beast Wars or yeah. something where it's just like three polygons talking to four polygons <laughs> could have been better yeah sure but like all in all though as a wrap up I I highly recommend the, these games if someone hasn't played them before rumor is that Final Fantasy 4 should be dropping later this month and then um, 5 and 6 in September um, which is going to have me so stupid hype because I think my biggest thing right now is just the music and 4 had some of my favorite music I think some of the yeah. first video game music I really liked was in Final Fantasy 4 so I'm anxious to hear what they do with it um, early adopters to the Steam games right now do get 
um, not only some bonus wallpapers for your uh, for your PC, but you also get um, a couple uh, three bonus songs, like actual song files that you can just listen to. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's their ti- cool. What's really cool is their time lapses. So their time lapse th- songs, where they start, is like the original like eight bit music from the original games, oh. and then as it goes through, it transitions into what the current remastered versions are. That's dope. It's really cool. Um, it, it's really nice. I had the the best time just sitting there listening to those because I had such an appreciation of it. Um, and it really shows you that evolution. And what I really like is that uh, a lot of the people from the original team still kind of directed where everything was supposed to go with this. They had to put their stamp of approval on it. Yeah. So that makes me appreciate it a lot, too. That's cool. But yeah, find me for the next several, several weeks playing through all the Final Fantasy games on Twitch finally because uh, I tried to play 2 and 3, the old school 2D NES versions, and could not get myself to do it. The quality of life enhancements on these, like Auto Battle, have definitely got me there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, Austin, what do you got? What have you been up to? So, like Johnny, I've been playing a lot of really recent modern stuff that just came out. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the thing I've been putting the most time into was uh, getting ready for the DLC that we actually talked about eh, a month ago or so. Um, Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. So, uh, started a new character. Um, I'm kind of, like, cleaning up my various, like, class stories of each of the... um, characters because it took me so I originally when the game was like relatively recent I had played through and beaten it with one character and uh I'm just kind of like looking at that legacy list and stuff and it's like yeah you know I'm really interested in the the upcoming uh legacy of the Sith thing I want to go through and get the full story and I'm in like a couple of different groups on uh like Facebook and stuff where people talk about the old Republic storylines and things like that and it's the MMO was really good. It had really interesting story mode for, like, you know, the class stories and everything. So I do want to go through and experience it all, even though I'm disappointed in what the game could have been if they would have just made more single-player focused or whatever. But I get it. Got to make money somehow. Got to make that money. So, yep, going through that. Um, the next one is a bit of a... Actually, it is actually a recent game. I played uh, Biomutant, which is fine. It, it's a... Uh, combining some of the action and RPG and platforming elements. Um, it's an interesting looking world. It just, it didn't grab me. And we kind of talked about this before the show a little bit. Like, it's just not what I wanted it to be, basically. Like, they, they tried it to make it be everything for everyone. Yeah. And with these games, you have to, like, pick a lane. Like, uh, I've been talking with a lot of people who are going through their first playthrough of... Um, Ghost of Tsushima Mm -hmm. and it's so good because it's so simple there are 10 total things you can do you know and it's like they're relatively different Uh, there's really only two play styles for the game so that kind of narrow scope makes the game extremely good because well I know what I'm doing at all times right like okay I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna clear out this bandit camp I'm gonna you know, either stealth it or it, yell at these yeah. dudes to come and fight me. And Biomutant, like the the controls are a little hairy; like they could have been better. Um, the <laughs> gameplay is kind of wonky; could have been better. It's like 
they they're acting like they're doing this complex stuff and they're really not but it's just extremely obvious when you're playing it that it's like oh they they were afraid to really lean into this particular thing because they thought what, it would alienate people yeah what what if it doesn't what if it doesn't right. land so, yeah, that, yeah that was I, I it's played cool it. but i just it's not what it could have been yeah i played it recently as well and i was just like it just doesn't have a wow factor it doesn't yep. have that thing that goes that says this is what we are and this is yep. what we're this is what we're doing here and it's not unique in any way it not in any way yeah, yeah. so i i think my thing was it's um incredibly unremarkable yep so it, it's a great sale game it feels like a b tier game for mm-hmm. sure um that could that that was like coming out like hey we're you know your 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 search has ended you know right. stop 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 looking you found it um but it just has so much going on the world looks fantastic though and so this was made by a really small team too so like yeah. a, a lot of the stuff when i see it i'm like oh you know this i understand like this is really technically impressive i like what they've done it's interesting it's not for me Knowing I, that can, it's done by a small yeah. team is impressive. You can though. you can get all of that that I just said. Like you can get your whole idea. Is that basically, um, you know, it's 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 cool, it's interesting, and you get that in like, you know, twenty minutes 20 to minutes an hour to and a half yeah. or whatever, and it's like okay, I get it. Next yeah. thing, which is it's disappointing. Um, it, it it's one of the things that makes you feel bad, right? Because it's like okay, I know this actually is really cool and they've done a great job with what they have or whatever, but it's just, I don't know what it's competing against. You know, like... I, I am glad I picked it up, but mostly for yeah. the fact of, like, supporting something that... I mean, this could be... Okay, now we understand. Mm-hmm. Well, let's focus. Um, like, I, I would hope they would want to try to continue in this world in some way and, and you know, kind of focus what they're doing. I, I do think this is a good... For a, a new IP from you know not a massive massive team, right? Um, and they've been acquired. Uh, they're <laughs> part of the Deep Silver Embracer Group. Embracer, yeah. Uh, Embracer, you know, now? Posse. Yeah. Um, With everyone so, else, you know, I think they could make some really cool stuff. This is another one of those things where I would love to see a Dream Team type thing, where you know, team them up with a, another studio that has typically done like you know remakes or ports or something like that, and then just give them something and let them go to town on it i think they could make some really cool stuff it's just that you know th- this game was impressive enough that they got acquired to pay for and make it right so, so maybe a sequel where they it is interesting refine like, what they learned from this what you know what worked that's what, what i didn't yeah. work and maybe a sequel. Yeah, i don't I mean, know I, I, even, I don't really know what i want out of them maybe just scale up and if you're gonna make something like this i think a lot of studios and even like small teams and stuff will fall for this trap of like well if we're making an rpg it has to be open world if we're making an open world rpg there has to be 13 combat styles if there are 13 combat styles there have to be 100 different weapon types if there are 100 different weapon types there has to be you know they they just keep falling into this trap of like you think you have to recreate the whole universe and you really don't the stuff that does really well in this field is stuff that does its own thing smaller focus um, it's like the old engineering you know, principle: keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. Keep, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. For real. So. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on the studio. I think they did a great job here. Yeah. Uh, just. I don't know. Just not for we'll, me. We'll, 
Well, we'll see what happens. I, I plan on getting back to it at some point, personally. Yep. Um, but and speaking of getting back to it, this has led me to want to play another game in a post-apocalypse and actually just... I'm doing, like, my classic thing where I do, like, a final playthrough with all DLC and then never think about it again. Fallout 4. <laughs> well, for you, though, it's like I never think about it, but it's, like, for a year. For a year. <laughs> Ever is a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. nothing crazy to say about that, obviously. We've, that's been discussed to death. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I was impatiently waiting on The Ascent. Yeah. Um, that game's fantastic. It's, um, you know, you can pick it up on Game Pass. You you know, don't have to worry about it. That's my big thing, is, like, I'm not spending, like, money on video games like I had been. It's very mm-hmm. weird that it's like, oh, like, I... Like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I should be buying something. But I kind of already am just by the, like, a subscription or something. Because Daddy Microsoft um, is paying for it. Right, right. <laughs> um, and and I we haven't really, like, I don't know. There hasn't been anything else that's really caught my eye. So, um, so this has been really cool. Um, it, it's... Like, like, if you don't know, it's basically, like, a, a good version of Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, Got him. I, I don't know. Cyberpunk, I, I still think, is really good. But this does a lot of things right. It's a, um, a twin-stick shooter multiplayer in a gritty cyberpunk world. Um, it is uh, fun and easy at times. It's really difficult at other times. I think their difficulty is really, um, like, mm-hmm. varied. I think um, they did a really good job with that. Um, really good job with the the uh, like weapons and gear. I don't feel like I'm changing my items um, so fast that it doesn't matter. Um, and you know, when I get a good like set of gear, it's like okay, cool. I know I'm gonna have this for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. A few different um, like ways to go about playing you know you can really focus on um you know like the hacking side of things a bit more if you want uh or you can go like guns out different types of guns uh that that you can pick up and kind of specialize in as well um and then uh of course um augments you know ways that you can like uh chrome up change the way your character uh functions entirely um so I played it pretty far. The characters are interesting. Um, I think the thing that left me wanting was probably the character creator, but mm-hmm. that's a pretty uh, like superficial like request. It's not something that I'm like, oh man, this game's ruined because of that. Well, it sounds um, like with the um, with like the gear and the augmentations and stuff like that, that the actual game itself is probably more of their creator than what the beginning creator is yeah I, I i really can't stress enough how like and i was kind of saving it for last but i can't stress enough how good the world is um it, it's mm-hmm. completely open uh you, you can go from place to place level to level um i have i, I think i've probably played like 16 hours of it and i have seen barely any of this place um so the yeah the the world is really really striking right out of the gate. Um, another really good feature, just looking at 
the like the work that they put into it um the gameplay mechanics uh so twin stick shooter you expect uh using one stick to you know orient your character what direction are they facing the other stick to um you know kind of like strafe and that's pretty much pretty much what they've got going on but they've added a few extra layers to it um enemies that like if you're up a level if you're on stairs and someone is at the bottom of the stairs you are not going to be able to hit them um you can crouch and duck behind cover um and some enemies are low to the ground so you have to crouch to be able to shoot them if you Mm. shoot them while standing bullets will go right over their head um so they they did some pretty uh pretty interesting things i think with the gun combat there as well as something as simple as throwing a grenade it's not like proximity or time based um you have to press the button to throw it and then press it again uh as you can trigger you trigger the explosion um but yeah uh i I haven't really noticed um like things in the environment as well disappearing so usually when things um blow up they pretty much stay destroyed mm-hmm. um or if you like leave items on the ground i've noticed when i come back i'm like oh yeah you know i didn't have room to pick that up before but i do now um yeah. so it's it's got a lot going on um really really good first showing by um neon giant but kind of not to uh you know it's it's not it wasn't unexpected uh, i mean these guys have worked various places um including on like wolfenstein and doom they did some work did a lot of work with id not the company themselves but the individuals that now make up the company um so yeah definitely some good stuff um i i know brian you said you were uh yeah, you were I, holding off. You're, you're planning on it. Yeah, basically. I have it downloaded. It's just um, currently going through another run on Immortals Phoenix Rising. I wanted to hit up the DLC, but figured you know I'll just do another playthrough of the main campaign and stuff. I'm almost finished with that, and I'm really kind of looking forward to it. And uh, I had some friends that were staying with me last weekend from out of town and I was showing them just basic they were asking about Game Pass and uh, they wanted to see what was on there and we pulled up the trailer for this and they even were uh, this was something that kind of piqued their interest here as well Um, one couple that was staying with me a lot of times if they're just bored they'll pull up Diablo and they'll play together and stuff like that and they're like oh it's kind of like that I'm like well it is and it isn't but I think you guys would probably enjoy it, and so. But I, mm-hmm. uh, this, for me, this could also be a good palate cleanser to, um, for just what I've been playing recently because I feel like I've been kind of doing the same two genres for a while now, and I kind of need to switch things up here a little bit. But I'm looking forward yeah. to playing this here with you as soon as I'm done with what I'm currently working on. Awesome. Yeah, that'll definitely be fun. I know um, I did try doing some of the multiplayer stuff, um, having, uh, you know, this gen console playing with someone who had a last gen console, and it did not go as planned. They were experiencing some lag. Um, I'm not sure what kind of X, you know, um, Xbox that they had, but 
it, it just yeah they were experiencing lag kind of ruined the experience for them experience was fine for me mm-hmm. um so uh just something i guess to be warned about you know i mentioned the ducking uh you know being able to crouch and shoot people that are like lower to the ground your gun does just kind of sit at a default you just kind of like hold it kind of close to your, I wouldn't say close to your hip, but you, you know, you're not aiming down the sights or anything. There's a button that picks your gun up and raises it higher. So you have like high, medium, and low. All right. Um, it, it's really interesting. Um, did, uh, I feel like this would be something you'd really be into, Austin, to be honest. Yeah, I've played a little bit of it. Yeah, what'd you On think? Game Pass. Um, it's interesting. I definitely want to get into more of it, and I'm interested in doing a little bit of multiplayer of that, but, okay. um, I'm not really sure how that ties in. Sure. But yeah, that's pretty much... I mean, uh, like what else? I've been playing um, Returnal as well. I didn't load up a video or anything for it, but um, that's been fun. That game's crazy. Uh, yeah, I saw that you had been playing Returnal. Um, I, keep getting sm- I keep getting notifications on the PlayStation app um, updating your, me on your plays for it because that's a weird thing that the PlayStation app will do about Returnal. Weird. Very weird. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of neat though. Like it's it's yeah. uh Is it like I'm completing cool. challenges and stuff? Um yeah, kind of. Let me let me see if I can pull up what the last one was because it's been a minute since I've looked. Um let me see. The oh, I, yeah. The story uh, is interesting. Yeah, it says that my friend Astra Scout Night Swarm was last uh, last known location was detected in Crimson Wastes, so it just yeah. kind of lets me know like what areas you're in. Yeah, and that game's all about like where like it's kind of basically like a how far can you make it? Okay, reset. You you, you died, so now let's take it all the way back to the beginning. So you are basically like resetting the whole time. Just you're learning things and and figuring it out. Um, it's very, it's a, almost a Dark Souls mentality, of like how you're how you're attacking, learning, and approaching different situations. So, um, but that that game is, it seems incredibly stream friendly. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, something else that's going to be coming up in Game Pass soon that I'm particularly excited about because I've heard a lot of great things about it. But Hades is coming to Game Pass here this month and. Yes, that's another game I've been wanting to try out. Uh, I know mm-hmm. it was on Switch, but I just never picked it up to then, and I'm pretty excited to give it a shot here. Yeah, it's hard to like not give something a shot that's already part of something that you're paying for. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's pretty much all we've been playing. Um, we only have a few articles here on. Um, you know, basically on what's been going on in the industry. There's a few smaller things. Some of the other things we, you know, we already pretty much took care of. Um, yeah. But the first, uh, the first thing here was uh, HBO, of course, is doing uh, The Last of Us. Um, it looks like we got a, a look at the set um, being built. Yeah, in so. Yeah, Calgary, British Columbia. That's where they're filming. Uh, I would assume the majority, or probably everything, because Canada always gives out big uh, grants. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a couple like building facades, um, kind of like some 
I mean, I assume this is all from inside the uh, controlled zones. Uh, what's the uh, the government organization that uh, defends all the like remaining civilization? Basically, I forget. But um, it's not fireflies, is it? It's the other. Team. No, no, it's fireflies. The, oh, is it fireflies? Yeah. Okay. Fireflies uh, are the like uh, the people that are against these guys. It's like the the federal the DU, disaster the DUP response agency. Yeah. Fedra, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was really cool. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, this I'm looks, excited. yeah, it looks like um, I don't know. I, when I looked at it originally, I was like, well, this could be uh, um, Bill's town. Could be. I, that that I was a uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of potential for a lot of this, different areas. So I mean, uh, you're not seeing too much destruction. This could just be the opener. Dude, you what know, I um, yeah. someone had, like one of the first yeah. replies on Twitter to that image is like, if this is Boston QZ, that this means that scene has already been filmed. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing. All right. Um, I I think most of us here uh, at least like South Park, uh, if not love South Park. Um, well, there's going to be a lot more of it. Um, Massive deal went down. Uh, $900 million. $900 million. For just South Park. Viacom so, CBS. For yep, South Park. That's through 2027. Six seasons. So, I guess it's not really six seasons, because they're only yeah. doing like eight or ten episodes a year now, right? Well, they do um, half their season usually in the spring and half their season usually in the fall. Okay. Um, so they'll, they'll do like six episodes and six episodes. Yeah. So... so um, yeah, through 2027. Uh, this is a big streaming thing, too. Uh, this yeah. is primarily for streaming Paramount for, from uh, Viacom yeah. CBS. Paramount yeah. Plus, disgusting. So, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get um, me into that even more now because there's yeah, already shows make, that make me want it. There's good yeah. stuff already on there. And then this is kind of like, well, I guess I'm keeping that. Um, yeah, so the, the deal also includes 14 made-for-streaming movies. So I don't know what movies really means in that case, because so it could just be like long format episodes or like, you know, episodes that typically would have been two or three parters might just become a quote yeah. unquote movie. I would imagine stuff like Imagination yeah. Land and uh, the Black Friday stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then like uh, they also include deals for an additional video game, which in the deal itself, the, the wording is kind of odd. So I don't know if what they're saying is we are going to be a co-producer of a game that you're already working on. It kind of sounds like that. Um, so, you know, it's, I guess, I, I don't know if this is like confirming a new game so much as like confirming that they've already been working on another game. But that could be anything. That could be mobile. It could be, uh, you know, a console, like follow-up. Yeah. To complete the trilogy, I guess. Could be anything. So we don't really have the details on it yet, but... Uh, 900 million and i guess that also includes guaranteed employment for the next six years it's always good to put that in perspective yeah. um, that's a lot of optimism did, expecting us to still be around then society to exist <laughs> that long yeah well south park will still be here so there's that well think of it as like 900 million that's a fourth uh, almost a fourth of what disney bought marvel studios for yeah mm-hmm so six years of South Park and a, some movies in a game is uh, if you just do that four times, that's equal to Marvel. And I feel like we're forgetting another very important thing that happened with them over the week. 
they're uh-huh. trying to buy. They're trying to buy Casa Bonita. Yeah, they are. That'd be amazing. That That's why they a, needed to make this deal. Oh, amazing. Yeah, they needed this money. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> they're like definitely the Casa Bonita stuff announced first and then this. So nope. they're willing to put down five hundred million on Casa Bonita. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put down. They put down literally. All, they shift all of the money that they made. I could hundred percent see them doing that too. <laughs> Me too. Oh man, there's. They're somehow dumb and smart all at the same time. Why not? Yeah. Trying to double up over here. It's still one of my... I don't know how it can still continue to be one of my favorite things. Because it's so... I don't know. Amazing. Well, I think a lot of it is just the fact that they don't hold a reverence for anything. And so they're equal opportunity. And they just go all in on anything that they decide to set their sights on. Yeah. And just the way that they make their things, they can it, it can always be topical to something you're talking about right. within a like two week period. Well, I still remember the uh, what was it the election episode of Obama versus um, Bro. John McCain, yeah. and oh yeah, they turned it into a heist. Yeah, and that was just <laughs> within a week, and they were quote like they had everything lined up with how that election went out and stuff so you, essentially for a lot of that stuff they had to have done it the week of all of that going down and I remember watching that episode and just being blown away by the fact that just they were able to just put that out there as quickly as they could <laughs> yeah, yeah um, they I, I remember the whole Somali pirate situation and then two days later there was an episode <laughs> And I was like, how? No. Uh, I think Rick and Morty said it best when they're like, they're playing Minecraft. And they're like, South Park did Minecraft like six years ago. Uh, and what does he say? Uh, they're like, one of the guys goes, they're really fast. And the other one goes, or we're really slow. <laughs> it's no. like, Jesus. Yeah, they are the, the fastest gun in the West. Um. Okay. Uh, this next one kind of rumor mill going on, but uh, looks like Google. Oh, Google considered buying Epic. I thought yeah. it was kind of more of a like, hey, this is still kind of in. You know, no, this could still be a thing that they're like. Uh, potentially looking at this was mm. um, part of some released documents, I believe, from the current court case of Epic versus Epic App- Apple. Yeah, Epic Apple. Okay. That um, Google considered buying uh, Epic Games in order to circumvent uh, Epic's circumvention of their own Play Store. <laughs> so to try to maintain a workaround for the workaround their workaround. game Play Store. They were just going to outright buy Epic Games and just make it so that way when you purchase your V-Bucks for Fortnite, it was through the Play Store for Google. That was um, part of some of the release documents. Though there hasn't been anything to throw, um, or there hasn't anything that has come about that shows that they actually approached Epic Games to be able to do this. But no, they, if you if you scroll down, Tim Sweeney tweeted about it. Yeah. Uh, said this was unbeknownst to us at the time and because of the court's protective order we're just finding out now (laughs) about Google's consideration of buying Epic to shut down our efforts to compete with Google Play so they clearly (laughs) had no idea yeah 
Yeah, so it was very, very early. Like that's this fun. Was, this was all in the dockets of like Google was going to try to do this, and then he's just like, well, "Fucking what?" <laughs> this court case <laughs> like, has been whoa, 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 fascinating whoa. to see unravel, and just like all the stuff that goes on on the business mm-hmm. end of this, and like all the things that Apple and Google have been trying to do to basically keep all the chips in their hands. Mm. Wonder what kind of chips those are. Which is barbecue. <laughs> All right. Which is funny because uh, Tencent beat them to the punch, right? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The key really. Wow, is that's that, crazy uh, to think about, huh? You buy in like ten percent or something, so like that would make you so powerful that they would like you could be beaten in votes and stuff, but they would basically have to do what you want most of the time, and that's kind of what doesn't Tencent own like exactly enough to be unbeatable in a vote or something i believe so or at least they own significant they as far as like epic games goes i believe they're 40 percent they would they would have to yeah to be beat out they would have it would have to be like everyone uh, yeah everyone has to yeah yeah. like so could get interesting with the fact that i believe in china's crackdown with uh a bunch of companies uh especially with like Alibaba that I think Tencent is now being listed as being in their sights of trying to I don't know it'll be interesting because I mean uh, that's like the genius of Tencent just like diversifying their portfolio so much they don't actually own a lot of stuff they are a co-owner of everything right of a lot of things right so like you know they don't own Epic Games. They're not the, a, a major beneficiary of Epic Games or whatever. They are invested in Epic Games, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I know definitely in China they're they're kind of in the midst of like a reckoning with games, I guess. Okay. Uh, and the last article that we have today is just talking a little bit about uh, the G- GTA's parent company, Take Two. Um, talking about working on three unannounced remasters. I think this is more of a speculation piece. Um, So, uh, you know, it's just saying here, um, they, of course, have the upcoming PS5 and Series X version of Grand Theft Auto V. We did learn that the Kerbal Space Program has been destroyed, so, right? Uh, We just read that, right? Yeah, it's done. They officially it's, they officially canceled development it. on they officially ended development on it uh, this uh, you know like this week. So it had to have been yeah because this article was literally um, made to, made today. Um, so uh, interesting. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> it was made today in the future. In the future. <laughs> Where does this? Hold on. Now we're doing some v- research. VGC, I think, is in Europe, so that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, like, the big thing is, like, uh, during um, an investor presentation, um, they're working on three unannounced new iterations of previously released titles, um, yep. which is really what remasters is. That's that's all it is. Um, they're just they're working on three that we probably haven't seen in a while. They tend to be pretty table tennis. Is. Yes, I was like, what, what? What games? That's the speculation. I Rockstar want. Table Tennis. Rockstar. They're recreating uh, Liberty City stories for the GBA. Okay. And what else we got? Uh, I mean, hold on. Let me really dig in here. Uh, what they, if it was the? 
What if it was the Warriors? That game was fun. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Warriors was really fun. Hmm. See, let's go. Let's go way back here. Let's go. Uh, let's go even further back. What's a good one? Uh, Railroad Tycoon Two. <laughs> Ooh, big bass oh, fishing. Wait. Did they actually make this? big bass? They did. I hope it's Thrasher Skate and Destroy. Mm. That's the one for me. Ooh, Hollywood Pen. It's a lot of promise. Nineteen ninety nine. Let's do it. Oh. What about Austin Powers' Oh Behave for the Game Boy? Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I want to remake. Uh, I want to get. I want to mod uh, Alpha Protocol to have Austin Powers as the main character. <laughs> okay, that'd be amazing. I'm behind that. But yeah, a, no, a, a full scale Austin Powers game. So I I could see something. It's just a James Bond game. I could see something as easy as like maybe a GTA Vice City remaster. Um, something okay. weird and yeah. niche where it's not going to completely detract from the big thing when it comes out, but. To if, be enough if, to hold people over. If I were to be a betting man, which I'm not, I would not? say probably. I, I agree with Vice City. It would probably be Vice City or three. I don't think they'd go San Andreas. Um, oh, San Andreas was the top selling on the PS2. Vice City is just the more iconic. Like, it, I, I, get, it, I think Vice City would do better of the two. For the simple fact that if they can get the, the licensing rights for the music again. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I guess they could always just change some of the music, um, but I don't think they'd want to. I think that could be something that's, that's kind of a deal breaker with that. Um, I would like to think that they would do something Midnight Club oriented. Just to see what that kind of tests the waters. Hey, is this a space that we should even be worrying about right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest one, Bully. Bully, I think, is the one that, that like, that they would get the most. It would, it checks off a box for them. Yeah. You know, people have been asking for something new, Bully. Yeah. That would be it. It, it would be. Um, I, I think no matter what, it would be received really well. Um, and that would tell them, you know, without a doubt, hey, is this something that we should be focused on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. L.A. Noir would be really cool. I don't think they're yep. interested. Well, it's interesting because they have touched L.A. Noir several times again. Yeah. I mean, they have um, they made the VR case files. They've they've done a switch port remaster of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe a port to somewhere weird, but uh, well, I think they did the. LA, yeah, I don't think doing. A, I don't think seeing a full remake or anything. I think they did the LA Noir port to Switch to test to see if it'd be worth trying to get GTA Five on there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's it's funny looking back at like all of their games, just at what they were doing. All of it was just basically leading up to Grand Theft Auto, right? Just figuring out the mechanics of how they can do everything that they want to do. Even Manhunt, you know, something as... Which, Manhunt was a really crazy game, but it was still, you know, it kind of... You can see shades of things that you do in Grand Theft Auto being brought from Manhunt. I do think the odd man out is probably the Warriors, but it does, you know, same kind of thing. 
I also yeah. don't expect it to be fully Rockstar. I, I really don't. I think they're going to pull. They need to to differentiate more. Uh, yeah. I don't think it would just be all Rockstar stuff. Yeah, and I, I was just saying that. I mean, that's one of their big, one of their big guys, though. So well, I, I would Rockstar say Rockstar is also the one that they don't need to keep doing anything with because they're constantly still making money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one. If if they if I had sure. to worry about making sure people don't forget something. Rockstar is at the bottom of that list for sure because there's already enough living there that's just going to keep going and going. Um, I I would look at more of the the other ones under that umbrella. Um, yeah, and, and there's a lot. Yeah, there's definitely too much to mention uh, on you know on that. You would be looking forever, but I, you know, looking at the things that Rockstar does have i don't know i think those the, those three would be even getting one of those would be um that'd be like the big story for mm-hmm. it so i know i want to play the warriors again <laughs> <laughs> this game was really really cool i don't know if you guys played it i missed it yeah yeah, good time. yeah I, I it was not one that i played but it was one that i heavily uh, looked into when it was on the cover of a Game Informer, mm-hmm. and they really liked it. I remember. Yeah. And it just it didn't it wasn't like super popular or anything. It didn't really take off. No. The Warriors. I was getting people asking for that when I was still at GameStop all the time. Yeah. Uh, until they finally released it digitally on PS4. Yeah. I'm looking at Rockstar's website now, and they have things that they're not even actively working on anymore. Right? They're not working on Agent anymore. Right? It was canceled. Yeah, Agent was canceled. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I want to see what the... Yeah, abandoned November 2018. This website was updated probably pretty recently, I'd imagine. I mean, they would like to, I think, keep this up to date. But it's still proudly... Proudly listed on there, but maybe you know, she don't see those Austin Powers games listed on here. Maybe at some point they yeah. might try to come back to it, but as far as like the project yeah. in its current state, it's just essentially canceled. All right, but that's the show. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to throw out before we go? Just uh, uh, everybody should go buy those Final Fantasy Pixel Series remasters so they can appreciate them with me because they got restocked on Green Man Gaming. And I just keep seeing people save more and more money there to the point where I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah. Don't right. pre-order your PC games, kids. They go on sale for cheaper through a third-party website the day of launch. <laughs> and that's how you learn. The more you know. I don't learn. You know that. All right. As always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares over there as well on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do stuff just like this. For Mammoth Games Inc., I'm Jay. I'm Austin. I'm neither of them. I'm Brian. That's true. Have a good one, guys. Bye.